0: Hello everyone, welcome. This is Julie Bates with the podcast, Training the Pointing Labrador. Episode number 281. Goodness, that number is getting big. Um, Today's episode is going to be a continuation of what I started last week. And that is a specific problem or question I get from somebody. And these things are just all over the map. I'll say that. Some of them are very specific, like the one last week. Uh, Some are even more specific than that, and today's a little bit more general one, and I I liked it, and I got it from somebody that was a very innocent, honest question. They really wanted to know the answer to this, Uh, and I'll get into that in a second. I just wanted to congratulate a Colorado dog, won the uh, AKC uh, National Open, uh, Colorado dog, the Fragilettis, and big congratulations to those guys. That is so cool. Those people deserve it, too. They've They've just played this game so well and so long, and it's, I'm very glad that uh, they got in on that. So, congratulations, a national champion right here in our own state. Um, the, one, the question today that I'm going to talk about is going, the, the question was exactly this How do you build confidence in a dog? You know, that's not one that I've gotten a whole lot of. I don't know if people even think about it that much but confidence in a dog is how they are going to do anything well and it's also if you are owning them and just interacting with them on a daily basis uh, also a dog that's that is confident about its being there with you uh, makes that a lot easier I so I thought it was an interesting topic and I'm just going to sort of give my take on it but how do you build confidence in in your dog and I have to in, immediately hearken back to my wiener dog LC who is almost three now two and a half something I I lose track of that but she's mature you know she's a field champion which I will brag just endlessly about because that's just very cool Um, and she she embodies uh, total supreme confidence now one the breed lends itself a little bit to that if if given the opportunity Oftentimes, German dogs are pretty sure that they're like the greatest thing ever. I think there's an element to that. But when we go out, and she weighs between nine and 10 pounds, that's what she weighs. So she's very little. And when she goes out uh, into the regular dog world where I normally live now, when we take walks and do stuff out in open space, or she's out with the training group that, that I train with, the retriever training group you know, she gets out, no fear, just no fear, (laughs) just none. There may be a dog out there that would really like to eat her. um, But as far as she's concerned, you know, there's nothing out there that isn't, is going to pose a problem for her. And so there's a dog, a little teeny tiny dog uh, that could be real hyper, could be real annoying as some of them can be, who instead is pretty chill and pretty sure that everything is very cool in her world. And that is a doable thing most of the time with dogs. And it's doable on just a, like she is. She just, other than when she's out there to kill f- furry stuff, you know, she lives a regular in-the-house dog life um, with people and other dogs and all kinds of things around her. And in our, in our retriever world, you know, one, you want that kind of dog in whatever living environment they're in. Even if you have a kennel dog, you still want them being cool with that and in their work you know and that's what a lot of people are doing in their work you want a dog that that works with real conviction about what it's doing and real belief in it and so all of that is you know how do you build confidence in a dog and so i would answer that in headings now to get that going is really two things go into that and i don't care where you want to apply this to your last opso living at grandma's or you know, the Fragiletti's national open champion. Whatever you're talking about, you want an animal who, one, knows why they're here. And I don't know how often people think about that, but really knows why they are put on the earth. Um, That's the first thing. And then they need opportunities to do whatever that is. And practice and have attention and energy put into it so that they become better and better now for the competitive dogs hunt tests, field trial dogs hunting dogs we know what that is when you have one of those that figures out you know this is why i'm here you know exactly what i'm talking about that now some dogs do not get that opportunity there are dogs that no doubt would be awesome compared to competitors or hunters but they're living in somebody's backyard. I often wondered how many national champions were sitting in the backyard chasing sticks when the kids came out. Just never got the opportunity, but had the talent. And, and you know, it, that's not feasible. You may have a lab, family lab, you know, all the time that that lives with the family that you, and you don't hunt and you don't compete. You just really like a retriever. Or you really like a short hair or you really like a Afghan hound or whatever it is. Okay, you, Still, for those dogs to be the most enjoyable dogs they need to think that they have a purpose in this world and then they need to practice that so let's just use an example of of the lab you have you don't hunt you don't want to go kill stuff that's not what your world is what do you do what do you do you have to then something that doesn't involve the death of birds you've got to find something that fulfills that extreme need uh, in an animal. Now, most animals, like every animal in the world, has some purpose. Usually, it's survival. For the vast majority of animals that populate the earth, survival is is the key. And so, when I've talked about that a lot. You know, it's finding things to eat, finding protection from the elements and predators, and that's and then reproducing that is what drives those animals they they figure their purpose out very easily and then spend their entire life carrying that out and if they're lucky (laughs) luck is always there and they're good at it then they get to survive longer and if they are unlucky or not very good at it then they do not so the practice of doing what you were put on the earth to do is very very important also true for us, but we'll just stick with the dogs on this one. Um, so they have to have, that's what most animals have. So when we domesticate dogs and bring them into our world, you know, the lucky ones are the ones that get to go do what they do. The herding dogs, all watching them do do their thing, you know, whether it's sheep or uh, they, I've seen them herd birds or cattle or that's, that's a dog that is in its element and is ex- that they love it that's why they're here and it is why they're here it's why we developed them that way and it's what they want to do on a cellular level and so all dogs to some degree even the little um, chihuahuas right all dogs to some degree have been developed for a purpose And even if it's like, let's take a Chihuahua now. That's not really a guard dog. Oh, heck yeah, they think they are. They're not really a protection dog. They're certainly not a hunting dog. Although probably mice and, I don't know, bugs or something. They kind of might be interested in that. But still, if you have a Chihuahua or you have the big big Afghan hounds. (laughs) The big hounds that are supposed to like chase deer. And people have them because they're so beautiful and they're big and they have the hair, the long legs and all that stuff. And then they live in a condominium and then the dog, you know, becomes problematic because its purpose is one thing. It does involve running and it does involve pursuit. And so when they don't get to do it, then what are they going to be confident about? The only thing you can really do is that they understand the ritual of the day and know when to go out and when to come in and when to eat and all that kind of stuff. But usually you get health problems, behavioral problems, um, or a dog you just don't like that much. And you don't know why, but it's because the dog is also doesn't, why am I here? Like, like what is this? This may be a shock to people, but just to be around you and entertain you is not enough meaning. It's not enough purpose for anybody's life. Just like another human. if you hire somebody just to spend time with you and keep you entertained uh, you know I don't know pretty soon they're going to want to go do something that's more rewarding I would think certainly it's that way with animals and people always wonder why they have difficulty or what their dog's issues are so again purpose in life so you have a lab we'll go back to that you have a lab and you're not going to hunt but it does probably like to retrieve And so retrieving can become something that is very useful for this animal. Now, this does not mean to go out and throw a stick or a ball 157 times because that just becomes kind of a circus of stuff. And there's no learning in there because when they find their purpose, they also need to be able to work on it and get better. So you have a lab, you're never going to hunt with it, or a golden, or a Chesapeake, or a Flat cold or a Toller. I don't know Tollers yet. To, uh, should have four college degrees to own a Toller, but you have to give these dogs one, they're retrieving, and two, make it something where they have to think, focus, function and then can get better at it, and there's a zillion ways to do that, you know, there's a zillion ways to do it, make them wait till you send them, send them, you know, have them bring it directly back to you, and hand it to you, there's so many ways to refine, just retrieving, and you, you know, it it could become, okay, we do this every morning before somebody goes to work, or goes into their office, we go down to the local park, or open space, and we do four or five retrieves that are as far as, you know, sometimes I just sit them and I go a hundred yards away and throw it and come back and send them. And so the dog has this purpose that is part of its cellular programming that it gets to do. And then it comes home and it can rest quietly. And also it's a lot of confidence because it has like a job and that's very important. And your little, your, for my little uh, wiener dog. And again, now I live in the city and we go out Three times a day when I can, we go out and, and everyone else is walking their dogs. I am not. I am going out with an animal, which is hunting rabbits. And so every day, and you know, she she got a second in a field trial here this year in the open. Did really nice job. She loves it. So every time we go out on a walk, every time, every single time, we are looking for bunnies. That's it. She's on a leash because if she wasn't, she would go get them. And so she knows where they are, they, whose deck they're under, what buildings they're under, what bushes most likely hide them. And a lot of times if she just freezes on that and wags her tail, there's a bunny there. Right? Well, I'm not. We're not chasing bunnies. We're not killing bunnies. None of that it happens. But she takes this stuff dead serious. And when she comes back in, gets a drink of water, lays down to rest. Whew, did another another day at work. That makes everything fantastic. As long as I have a leash on and she doesn't ever catch one of these in front of somebody. So she doesn't care about other dogs. When she sees them, you don't ever be, oh, can my dog play with you? And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't ever let him. Now, you don't ever want to run into me. One lady wanted her little tiny furry thing to go and play with my dog and said, can they, can they play together? And I went, no, mine's mean. <laughs> she's not mean but I don't want she's not and she doesn't want to play it's like excuse me get out of the way there could be rabbits in those shrubbery over there you know that's a dog that's very healthy and very very robust so dogs playing with, with each other I'm going to say this you guys this is one of the most unimportant things in the world don't use that for exercise. Don't do any kind of stuff like that. You know, if, if your dog, let's say you got the Afghan hound or you got, um, you got a German shorthair and you live in a little space, right? These are dogs who run when they make their living. If they were doing what they were intended to do, you know, one might be chasing uh, big things across a lot of land and the other one is going to be hunting for birds across a lot of land so movement dynamic stuff is very important if you have to have one of those kind of dogs and you're not going to go hunt deer or birds but you just like them because they're so pretty then you still have to take those dogs and get a bicycle get over to the local trails and park stuff and all that you know most places have them or dirt roads where you live and have the dog on a leash to start until it learns just to stay with you and go have it run five miles. You don't start with that, just like a person. Start with a little bit and build it up to that kind of fitness. Allow these dogs to, in a controlled and focused way, run with you. And then I don't turn them loose and let them chase something around or something, but you have to give them a purpose so that when they see you get the bike and put it on the back of the truck and they're like oh good here we go they get to go do their job so that's part of the confidence that i'm talking about now i'm going to specialize it a little bit more and go back to the hunt test field trial kind of retriever stuff so the world that if you and you know the pros are just taking over they took over field trials decades ago and they're pretty much taking over most of the hunt test things and they are in Progress had taken over the pointing lab stuff as well. But the pros, a lot of times when you have your dog with a pro, then their day is very, very very uh, regimented, right? You're sleeping in the kennel, and then you get out and air out, and then you load up, and you go do your work, and then you get back in, in the dog box, and then you go do your other work, and then you get back in the dog box, and then you come back to the kennel, and you get fed air, and then you go to bed. Okay, so there are animals who are doing what they are meant to do. I hope. If they're not, they should be sent home. And a few of them don't care for that stuff. Not everyone, because it's a retriever, loves the stuff. That's just a fact. So it's very regimented, right? So the dog becomes very skilled and practiced at certain things. But I'm going to say, having done that myself for over 30 years that that is not enough for the whole confidence thing. Because I think that it's very important on any dog, any anything, but we're going to talk about these because I think I have a lot more listeners that fall more into this category. That yes, they get to go do what they love to do. They, get, they do get to do that. Part of what is also important, and certainly at least goldens and labradors and again i'm not even going to count in tollers because you have no one is smart enough to totally figure them out but in a lot of these dogs it's not just the fact that they get to go retrieve birds all day long or work on how to retrieve more birds later it's not just that a lot of what gives dogs confidence is the connection with the person who is working with them If they do not have a connection with that person, if you're just going out, grabbing dog number four, going out, putting them through the tee, or doing the swim by, or whatever you're doing, running a set of landmarks, whatever you're doing, if you just get dog number four out, do it, and come in, there is a key element to these dogs, robustness, happiness, confidence, that is missing. And that is the connection with the person that is working with them. So sometimes if you have your dog with a pro and you go and they, the dog is you know, more accomplished, but just seems kind of, you know, scattered and it's hard to get him to pay attention to you and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's because well, sometimes the dogs are just that way. And other times it's because there isn't a lot of connection with their trainer or if it's you and your dog and you're just going out and going through the motions and you don't have this connection thing then that is an element that is important to the well-being, confidence, uh, robustness of that dog that is missing. So not only in how do you build confidence in a dog, not only is it having them do what they're meant to do and having them increasing their skill level as they go so they get to work on it, practice, focus, and get better and better, that is meaningful to them, not just doing the same thing all the time. And the other part is for this animal to know that they're a part of this team thing, this team thing, and that they are a key part of it. I I don't even know how to put it, but it's just like one of you is a wheel on the cart and and the dog is a wheel on a cart. And because you're together, that cart can carry a lot of stuff and go a long ways. If only if the wheels are not connected, the cart doesn't carry anything. (laughs) <laughs> so for for the onesie twosies somebody with a dog or two that's doing their training th- that connection is important because both of you are doing what you're meant to do and both of you I hope have it at a cellular level and both of you get better I don't care if you're a pro you get better with time and with attention to detail and, and and doing well. And you both, the confidence of both of you goes up. And it goes up together. So in other words, this two wheeled cart now has gets stronger and stronger and can carry more and can do more. But if you're not very connected and the dog is just doing what it's told, again, then you don't have this cart that can carry more and more all the time. And this is even true of pros that are training dogs for other people. You know, if you're, if you're just going through the motions because you're paid, you will not be as successful as the same pro who's paid, who isn't going through the motions and has this strong connection with this dog. And they are in this thing um, together. So that's that part of confidence is important. It's important in training for competitive things, for hunting. And on the house dog thing, on just the pet thing, it is exactly, exactly the same. So whatever breed you have, you know, if you have a cow dog and you live in an apartment, and I see a lot of that, I always want to ask. I know why, I, I can't ask, why'd you get that? Oh, look how cool they are, and they're so smart, and they're so this and that. But if you have one of those, and you don't have a local herd or something that this do- dog can go do its thing on, then once again, you need to give it physical and mental challenge, because their world is a is very physical. I mean, what they do for a living is super hard. Uh, You know, and they don't just move forward like our hunting dogs, but they are sideways, backwards, you know, do Brody's, turn around, roll back, uh, just constant. So a lot of physicality and a lot of thinking. Because where they are, they got to get something someplace else. There's a lot of thinking. So when you have dogs like that, um, then you need to give them challenging things. It could be basic obedience. It could be things you do on your walks through the open space. You know, it could be... It could be retrieving, you know. Those guys will do just about anything to go after something, and so you can give them a, uh, some retrieving so that they get to do that. But if you want a, a confident, robust dog, those are the things that you have to tap into. Now, as many of my recent vets to the uh, recent visits to the city vets has shown, dog anxiety, uh, dog. Uh, hyperactivity uh, Stressed out dogs. It now has created a giant pharmaceutical market of ways to numb them out To calm them down Well, I think and there are dogs that truly have organic issues Just like people who definitely need some kind of chemical help But for the most part, I'm gonna say I've never had a dog in my life I've had lots of dogs that had to be drugged ever. Why? because we did their thing we and had led, led very physical lives it very consistent behavior they if they were a member of the family they mattered they weren't set aside all the time anyone has time for the dog you take them out don't get the dog if you don't have time for the dog and then make the time for the dog and make it suiting something that that dog needs That's, I can't even tell you how important that is. If they get to do that and they get to be very physical. And in our world right now of everybody sitting around and doing 10 and 12 hours of screen time every day, dogs don't have a chance. Now, uh, so I know what everybody does, right? Doggy daycare. Oh, terrific. It has nothing to do with you. You are not there. They are turned loose with a bunch of other dogs and they get to run around and play if nobody's mean and they don't have to focus they don't have to work hard they don't and i don't know how maybe there's daycares where they actually work with dogs i don't know but it isn't with you and so then they just come home with you and that that's when you just hang around and kill time till you get to go do your thing again right so that doesn't serve a lot of good purposes on this 2 wheeled cart we're trying to build and get big and strong so that it can carry a lot of weight so people often don't like what i say because it puts all the onus on you for doing right by this dog so if you want a confident dog that knows what it's doing that is a pleasure to have around that reads the situation fits in that is not hyper that is not stressed out does not make noise and tear up stuff it's because it has a job it knows what it is it's progressing it's working on it and it's doing so in a very connected way with you and all this dog's life is consistent Every day doesn't have to be the same. But the nature of your interactions need to be the same. Same with raising kids. You sometimes can't be, well, I'm super strict in July. But, oh, come September, eh, whatever. Holidays are coming around the corner. Just let them do whatever. That That's... That's not fair to the kid and it's not fair to the dog to be changing the rules and the way you interact and then you're advice this by this person. So you try that and then it kind of fades out. Somebody else tells you to get your bag of treats and reward them every time they do something you like. So then you do that. Now food becomes a big deal as opposed to purpose of life. It it's, it's, comes down to that sort of thing. So again like always with me the responsibility lies entirely with you. One, make sure you have a right kind of dog for your life and for what you have to offer to that dog. Don't get something because it looks really cool. Um, Make sure that if you bring an animal into your family, I don't care what, if you're going to send it off to a pro for training or you're going to just have a family pet, make sure that you understand the nature of this dog and that you be true to that and that you find the time to give them their meaning in life, why they're here on the earth and just hanging out with you, ain't it? going to tell you. They need to have a thing they do, just like you do. And then practice at it. Find ways to make it interesting. Find ways to make it challenging and to make it grow and grow and grow and practice and practice. You know, if you practice a lot on basic obedience and working with your dog and then you guys go hiking and you can just drop the leash or... Or, you know, and it can, the dog, because it comes when you call and it's not going to run over to other dogs because that's not his purpose on the earth is, unless you send it to daycare every day. Then other dogs are the purpose. But if you want a dog that just goes with you irrespective of who else is around and what they're doing, which is the coolest, most pleasant dog in the world, and then you don't annoy everybody to death uh, by assaulting other people's dogs. And that's true of our retriever stuff as well if you do then you can manifest results from your work that make life even better and this dog gets it a, they know why they're here they know what they're supposed to do they've practiced it a lot when you can do that then you have a dog that has confidence so do you you guys can enjoy every aspect of being together and when it's quiet time come back to the house now just cool your jets i got other stuff they're fine with it because they did their thing now they got to rest too so confidence in a dog, whether you're it's with a trainer and you're gonna be competitor or whether you got a little foo foo dog at home, it does it's still the same fundamentals. They need to have a purpose or reasons for being on the earth besides just hanging out with you. They need to practice it and get better. And they need to be connected with you. And for all the competitors and you know, people going that are doing hard training with dogs. I didn't say have them sit on your lap and lick your face. I meant a real emotional, psychological, and mental connection where you both know the same thing at the same time. You know, and if anybody that's trained a dog to a high level, you know, and you're running, I don't care, the last series of the national or whatever it is, or, you know, the first time you ever did anything, and you just know... You you look at the dog and you know what they're thinking and you know what they're going to do and you're running them on something and you know just where to blow the whistle because you know just that kind of deal is awesome. Also makes you more successful. Makes the dog not develop a lot of problems because they get you. They get this thing. They really understand it. And you guys are a team so they're not trying to, you know, make you mad. So the key to success in everything is also that way. But it takes a lot from you to be able to give that to a dog. So that's my uh, answer for how do you build confidence in a dog? <laughs> kind of lengthy, maybe, or I hope not too much description, but it's really, uh, oh, I just see it all the time. And uh, you know, people, when I tell people, no, my dog's mean. <laughs> oh, if they just look could say, no, actually she's lying to you. She's, think she knows everything she doesn't want your dog around hers oh they'd hate me um but you know that's why i have a little dog that is a field champion and super confident and doesn't care if you and your rottweiler come over there (laughs) she'll be smart enough not to go over there but she also really won't want to anyhow so that's today's thanksgiving week uh when this is you know i know this gets listened to all throughout the year and stuff but it's thanksgiving week so i hope everybody uh again is safe safe hunting take good care of your dogs make sure you have your you know i've already seen lots of injuries and stuff like that make sure you have a a really good first aid kit um for the dog and for yourself and just be safe and sound and i hope everybody has an absolutely marvelous holiday and i will be back next week